You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello and welcome. I'm Debbie and you are listening to episode 14 of Your New Puppies podcast. When I asked dog owners what are some of their biggest concerns about owning a dog, one of the most common things I hear is who's going to take care of them when I'm not around, whether it's vacation or just a late night at work or a day in the city or maybe you have an out-of-town wedding. At some point, you're probably going to need somebody else to help you out and take care of your dog. Myself, I work from home. My dad lives right next door to me and he's retired. And I don't take a whole lot of vacations, but every once in a while, I still need to call in reinforcements. So my point is, is that at some point, you probably will need something. The good news is, is there are a lot of options out there nowadays. The bad news is there are a lot of options out there nowadays, and it can be very overwhelming trying to figure out, you know, which one's best for you, which one's best for your dog, where's my dog going to be safe, where am I going to feel comfortable. I've actually split this topic into two episodes. So this is part one of a two-part series, and today I'm going to talk about facilities, So that's going to cover any commercial building that you bring your dog to and they care for your dog. For short term, maybe it's a day or even a half a day to long term, like you go on vacation for a week. Now what goes on inside these facilities and how your dog is actually taken care of can vary greatly. So we're going to talk about that today and we're going to talk about how to choose which one is best for you. The next episode, we're going to talk about pet sitters. So pet sitters is usually a self-employed individual or maybe a small group of individuals who come to your house and watch your dog. There's also a small group of pet sitters that will take your dog into their home. So that's what we're going to talk about next episode. And a lot of pet owners are very clear about, okay, I want to use a facility or no, I want my dog to stay at my home or I want a pet sitter to take care of my dog. But If you aren't clear, that's okay. Just listen to both episodes. And by the end, you should have an idea of which one is going to be better to suit your needs. Now, I'm a big fan of actually having both of these, a facility and a pet sitter in your back pocket, because depending on what you're doing, where you're traveling, you know, how long it's going to be, can vary which option that you use. So I do encourage you to listen to both episodes. And you also, you're going to discover that this is going to be a process as well. It should be because there's a lot of trust that goes into handing your dog over to somebody else to take care of them when you're not there. So there's a lot of things to consider when deciding which option is best for you. Even if you know if you want a facility or pet sitter, then you have to find the facility or pet sitter that you trust. And some things to consider is your dog's comfort, your comfort, how much attention your dog is going to get, exercise your dog's going to get, what the cost is going to be. You know, typically the more personal and the more attention and services your dog receives, the more expensive it's going to be. The most obvious one is availability. This might depend on where you live. 
one of the best ways to find a place that is that you can trust is to get a recommendation, to get a referral from a friend, from your vet, someone else that you trust. But even if you get that referral, maybe this this place, this facility, maybe it's not the best option for you and your dog. So it's still important to do a little bit of research. So I'm going to talk about what the options are, what I've seen out there, and some pros and cons of each. And then I'm going to go through how do you choose which one is best for you. So let's get started. So facilities. As I mentioned before, this is a pretty this is a pretty wide term. This is essentially any commercial building where you bring your dog to and they take care of your dog. The services that they provide vary greatly. So you have your traditional kennels where your dog is probably going to, you know, be in their own enclosure. Maybe there's an outside run attached and they're going to be walked a couple times a day and maybe fed. And that's it. There's not much tension involved. And then on the other end of the spectrum, there's these luxury daycare facilities where your dog is entertained and stimulated and exercised all day long, whether it's playing with other dogs, whether it's playing with the staff, maybe they have grooming services, and the rates are probably going to reflect the level of service that you're going to get. And most places are going to be somewhere between those two. Some common setups that I've seen are you have your, you know, traditional, your traditional type of kennel where your dog has their own enclosure, Maybe they're walked a couple times a day for bathroom breaks. But then for extra fees, you can give them an extra hour of playtime or some extra attention from one of the staff members. I've even seen them charge if you want to give them a treat during the day. And then another really common setup I've seen are these daycare facilities where your dog is in a big room all day long playing with other dogs. So they're stimulated, they're getting tired, they're getting exercised. Maybe there's like a break midday where everybody rests and then at night they're in their own little enclosure. And even that can vary. The place that I I work with that I train out of called Pups at Play in Livingston, they don't use crates at all. So the dogs play all day in this big room and then at night one of the staff members pulls a cot into the room, sleeps with the dogs and it's kind of like a sleeping free-for-all. So your dog would never ever see a crate. So that's when things get tricky because the little nuances of the different services and activities for your dog can vary a lot from place to place. And I have a tool for you to figure that out, which I'm going to talk about in a second. So some things to be aware of when looking at all your different options and facilities in your area. You know, if they're going to play with other dogs, you're probably going to have to do some kind of temperament test. And if they don't have a temperament test, really should be wary of, especially if all the dogs are going to be playing together, because you have to make sure that dogs are well socialized and they act appropriately. And that's for your safety, the other dog's safety, and the staff's safety. There's probably going to be uh, vaccine requirements, which again is important because then that says all the other dogs there are healthy, including yours. And then as I mentioned before, you also have to kind of dig a little deep to make sure there aren't any extra fees. So if you find a place that's really reasonably priced and you're on their website and it looks like they have this big outside area and there's nothing but dogs playing together, read the fine print. Make sure that 
you know, for your dog to actually get access to that kind of service, there isn't an extra fee. I've seen that where they kind of hide that where it's like, oh, it's this low price. But if you want your dog outside for part of the day, then, well, you got to pay $10 extra, $20 extra. And of course, there's going to be a higher risk the more activity your dog gets, especially if they're playing with other dogs. You know, there's always going to be that higher risk that your dog might get sick, your dog might get hurt. The more activity they have, there's going to be a higher risk of, of injury that may or may not sway your decision. Okay, so, so far, I probably haven't been very helpful because all I'm doing is reiterating all these different options that are available to you. So how do you choose which one is going to be the best for you and your dog? And I keep saying you and your dog because it's just as important for you to be comfortable with where your dog is staying as it is for your dog to be comfortable where they're staying. Because if you're nervous about leaving your dog somewhere, your dog's going to pick up on that and they're going to be nervous about being left. That peace of mind is everything. To have that place that you can leave your dog, trust them, you'll always miss your dog. Of course, you are always going to miss your dog, but to not have to worry about them is priceless. So the first thing you need to do is think about what's going to be most important to you. Do you want your dog to get lots of exercise during the day? Do you want your dog to be around people or do you want your dog to be around other dogs? And this all depends on your dog's personality. You know, this is going to vary from dog to dog. If you have an older dog, they're not going to need as much exercise. If you have a young lab, you're going to want a place that's going to be able to handle that kind of energy. So if you have that kind of high energy dog, it's really important that they're getting that exercise every day, whether you're there or not. You know, does your dog get lonely easily or is he kind of independent and is happy just to sleep in somewhere all day? So to help you figure out all of these things, I have developed a little mini questionnaire slash workbook for you. So it gives you a little space to list like what your priorities, what would your ideal facility look like? What would your dog's day look like in an ideal world? And then I give you a list of questions for you to call up the facility and ask. So the questions are designed for you to get an idea of what your dog's day is going to look like, what kind of exercise they're going to get, what they're going to require of you. Um, what they do in case of an emergency, what their rates are, things like that. And then I also give you space to ask your own questions depending on your priorities and what your special needs are. You can probably find a lot of the answers to these on their website, like what their services look like. But it's also very important to call, even ask the same questions, because sometimes just talking to somebody, you're going to get more information and you're going to get an idea of of the place. You're going to get just talking to one of the employees, like, are they friendly? Are they willing to ask your questions? Does it sound like they're hiding something? And there's even a little section in your workbook to kind of take notes on that. Because even if they have all the services you want, you still also need to trust the place. And that trust is going to be in their employees and in the people that work there who are going to be hands-on with your dog. Okay, so now you've called all these places, you've kind of, you've got an idea of what place you like the best, 
Now, I want you to go visit them. And they should have no problem with you coming to visit. And you're going to take a look around. You're going to meet more employees. So again, you're going to get kind of a feeling like, are they happy? Are they friendly? Maybe you get to see them interact with another client. Do they know the client's name and the dog's name? Is the place clean? There shouldn't be a smell. Even though they have 100 dogs there, if they are keeping it properly clean, there really shouldn't be a smell. You may or may not be allowed to go back where the dogs are. And I wouldn't worry about that if if they don't let you because one, their insurance just might not allow it. Plus, because if all the dogs are playing together or even if they're in their own little kennels and a stranger starts to walk through, it's going to get them riled up. Some of them might get upset. And that's something that they're going to be protective of their guests and their clients that way. And just remember is that when your dog stays there, they're going to protect your dog in the same way. Okay, so you've called and asked questions, you've gone to visit, and now you've really narrowed it down. Maybe you have this one place that you really like, maybe it's a couple. I encourage you to do a test run. So maybe it's just a day, maybe it's just an overnight or even a weekend, something small where you're still going to be around just in case there's something wrong. And what's going to happen is when it is time for you to leave your dog for a longer period of time, you are going to feel so much better about it. Plus, when your dog comes home, it's a great way to gauge, you know, how they enjoyed the place. Were they nervous when they greeted you or were they just excited to see you? You know, were they calm and relaxed so they got lots of exercise? You know, did they come home and crash if, you know, if that's what you're looking for? And if you do find a place that you really love and your dog loves, that when it is time for you to leave for a week, which you've never done before, you're going to feel so much better about where you're leaving your dog because you know they've been there. You know that they're comfortable there and they came home happy. That's another reason that I love the idea of taking your puppy and bringing them to a daycare. I talk about this all the time because it's one of the best ways to socialize your dog with other dogs. And as a puppy, that is essential. But then you have a, if you're taking them for daycare, if it's a half day or a full day or whatever, even if it's only a couple times a week or a couple times a month, now you have a place that your dog knows and you know. And, and by that time, you probably know some of the staff. So it's kind of a no-brainer when it's time for you to leave your dog somewhere. Well, you already have this place that your dog is very comfortable with and familiar with. So it's like reason 132 on why I encourage when you get a new puppy to bring them to a daycare. Okay, so I wasn't lying. This This is a process. That's why you have to start early. Like even if you don't have like a time planned that you're going to have to leave your dog, I would do it way before then. So you're not under pressure to find a place quickly. So you can take your time and find the perfect place. I have clients who moved an hour away and they still drive to me to drop their dogs off because it's just because they trust me and they know my, the dogs have a good time here. You know, the best the best feeling is when the dogs get out of the car and just run into my house and are like, see you later, mom, whatever. And you can see the conflict in my client's eyes like, well, you know, they're happy that obviously their dog loves it here. But, you know, of course, there's going to be a little bit of a sting that they didn't even care they were being left. But once you find that place, you're going to realize how how really important it is. Okay, so to wrap up, you're going to 
you know, do a little research, probably a Google search, maybe ask around to your other dog friends or, you know, your vet to, to find some places that, you know, are good, have a good reputation, and then you're going to give them a call. You're going to ask them a series of questions. You can use my little questionnaire and use it as a starting point. You don't have to ask every single one of those questions. Um, you can modify them. You can leave some out, add your own. It's just a place to get you started because especially if you've never done this before, if this is your first dog and it's the first time you're ever leaving your first dog, sometimes it's hard to even know what questions to ask or what to expect. So that's why I gave you this little workbook questionnaire to help you get started. All right, so now that you've called them, you're going to go for a visit. And then once you visit them, the ones that you feel the most comfortable with, or you can just, maybe you just have one left, do a test run, you know, just like an overnight to kind of solidify, you know, that this is the place for you and for your dog. Because I know how stressful it can be to leave your dog somewhere. You're not there. You don't know what's actually happening behind the scenes. It takes a lot of trust to drop your dog off and then go on your way. So once you do the work, I promise you it will be worth it. So like I mentioned, this is part one of a two-part series. Next episode, which is going to be released next week if you're listening in real time, I'm going to talk about the same stuff but as it pertains to pet sitters. So like a self-employed individual that comes to you to take care of your dog. I also have a separate questionnaire for pet sitters that I'm going to provide to you with that episode. So if you want that little workbook, that questionnaire for facilities, all you have to do is go to the show notes, which is playtimepause.com forward slash episode one four. So that's playtimepause.com forward slash episode 14. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, feel free to leave to leave them right there in the show notes. Okay, so until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to your new puppies podcast. Learn more about us at playtimepause.com. Dot com.